0: This is the Zach Ansbury Channel. Welcome. Today's podcast clip comes from an interview with Professor Scott Coslow from Macquarie University.
1: Make sense of what advice people give you. Um, I'm not sure if I'm describing it particularly well. Um, you have to sort of be open to what folks are telling you and know what advice you don't want to take and what advice really needs be central. Years ago, I started at the University of Texas at Dallas. Mm-hmm. I was hired by Frank Bass. Okay. Bass is on the, the door of your yeah. institute, um, and it's named after Frank. And um, so I was leaving UT Dallas, and I was coming uh, to the University of Waikato in New Zealand. And um, I had a piece of parting advice from one of the faculty members there. I won't say the person's name. Sure. Um, it wasn't Frank. Okay, Frank. By the way, I still remember it's the only time he came to my office, and uh, he heard I was I was had the offer to go down to New Zealand. It was a minor university at the time, it still is. And uh, he walks down to the office and and he says, "New Zealand, it is the most beautiful place on earth, along with South Africa. I think you you'll like it. I think you're making a good choice for for what you want to achieve, and I, I strongly support you." That was it. Okay. The rest of the time, you want advice from Frank, you have to go have lunch with him or you go to his office. But he came down to my office to to give me his blessing. Okay, all fine and good. Now this other faculty member there, um, a great guy. I still get along with him. We we had lunch at the last marketing science. Um. <laughs> so the guy says, I, I had a paper at the time that was uh, accepted in the Journal of Consumer Research. Mm. Okay, it was on advertising, and uh, the person says, you know, Scott. I know you got a JCR out of this one, but honestly, this advertising research—it's like popcorn. Okay, you kind of eat it; it's satisfying, but there's not much to it. Okay, I want you to focus on the models more. Yeah. Okay, and it's like really okay. Well, I, initially, I took his advice. I focused on on the models. I kept on revising this paper six times and never went anywhere. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All fine and good. But, you know, there came a certain point in time in which I kind of had to say, was that good advice? Mm. Okay. What did I do? I decided to do a, uh, advertising creativity. Now, I, I will name the person who who wrote this to me. It was my advisor, Dave Stewart. So I pitched the idea to him in an email saying, you know what? I'm thinking about advertising creativity. What do you think about this as, as a route for research? And I, I give... You know, a half a page to a page of detail on this. Dave writes back a four page email. Wow. And he says, These are all the reasons why you should not do it. Okay? Jeez. Now, Dave's one of the <laughs> leading advertising researchers out there he's he's his work's classic it's fabulous i i have ultimate respect for him and by the way right now we're we're talking about writing a paper on consumer responses to creative advertising so i mean dave's come around (laughs) in terms of the opinion but you know initially at the time what 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 kind of work was there, okay? You had Arcover doing a few things, okay? And you had Doug West doing a few things. Well, that was pretty much about it. Mm. And they just picked off a couple of, of issues with the to There was no systematic kind of study. And, you know, um, folks sort of said, yeah, art's different. Um, I mean, he went on to become editor of the Journal of Advertising Research, so he did quite well for themselves. Doug West went on to become the editor of the Journal of Advertising Research and, and the editor of the International Journal of Advertising. They're, they both turned out to be very, it was a good move for them to move in that direction. But initially, this didn't seem like it was going to pay off. It was a big risk. And here it is. The guy's going after more popcorn. Okay? And that was advice I didn't take. Yeah. And it was good that I didn't take the advice. But there's still other advice to whereas I pick up the hint, and it's like, okay, what what do I do with this? How do I... How do I make sense of this? There's a recent paper on um, rhetoric and advertising, okay? okay. And um, we presented the paper at Icoria, one of the big conferences. And um, people yawned, or at least I should say a lot of people yawned. Other folks were jumping up and down saying, this is so exciting, this is so exciting, we love mm. it. But other folks yawn. They, that, is, that doesn't sound right, okay? And in fact, one of the folks is uh, your own Rachel Kennedy. She was an examiner for Alex's thesis. She saw an earlier version of the rhetoric paper in his thesis. Um, And by the way, Rachel made a very explicit point saying, you know, what came out in the Journal of Advertising Research was considerably better Hmm. than what I had seen in the thesis. Well, we had benefit of feedback. Part of it was Rachel's feedback. But you have to take the advice... And figure out, what do I do with this stuff? Mm. Okay? How do I make sense of it? How do I improve the paper? Because I did actually think that the theory was good. But the problem was, how do I make it relevant? Okay, Now, Alex wrote this great theory about rhetoric. But it was the positioning of the work. Why is this relevant? How does it fit? What does it say about the field? Because the predominant way in which people view our field is consumer information processing. It's not yeah. about the production of ads. Okay, so what that paper tries to do is flip things around that what our field should be about is about the production of advertising. Okay, how do you produce a good ad? Now, obviously, how consumers respond to ads fit within the issue of how do you produce good ads, but there's a matter of emphasis that's hugely different between the two. You look at the Journal of Advertising, almost everything in there is about how consumers respond to executional factors in ads that's at least half of the field if not more mm-hmm. okay but what our field should be at least half of it about is how do you produce advertising now that's that's the kind of positioning that shows up in the rhetoric theory and it specifically you know says look we have this problem in the field that we kind of think advertising should be more than just consumer information processing applied to advertising. We feel there has to be more, there has to be more. Well, of course there is more. It's Mm. about producing ads. Yeah. And it's about creativity and creativity is not just about the creative department. Creativity is about going from sort of this strategic need that, that firms have to actually some kind of content that shows up in the media. Sometimes it's a paid ad, sometimes it's not. So, yeah, that's, that, that's That's a different kind of problem. It's framed in a different way. It leads to different kinds of research issues and problems and contexts. I think that's what Rachel appreciated about it. She may not say that my way of talking about how we produce ads is the best way. She has her own views, mm-hmm. and certainly she's another competent researcher. And she's got a lot of competent things to say about, no, Scott, it's not this, it's this. But we still are of the same ilk of, it's about producing ads that work not, these are executional factors that do certain things to consumers
0: Yeah, it's a good way of thinking about it, Um, so you've mentioned a couple of different conferences already Um, Mm -hmm. what conferences would you recommend that um, academics attend or maybe someone from industry because quite often they're not necessarily aligned Um, so I quite often ask people this question just to give people an insight as to potentially if they're planning there next year or asking for funding to go somewhere, what would you recommend? Okay. I, I hate to
1: say for practitioners, a lot of the stuff that we do in advertising is not relevant to them. Mm-hmm. And my fear is, is that if they went to something like the the 3As conference or Icoria, they'd be so turned off with what academics do that just sort of like the next time an academic calls them up, that hang up on them yeah okay it, it's it's just so far removed from the kinds of issues that they talk about there are serious problems okay where can I recommend that a practitioner go to talk to advertising
0: hey guys it's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders if you've enjoyed today's podcast then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode there are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and practitioners. You do not want to miss these. In the meantime, if you're looking for another way to connect, then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury, that is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y, for my take on the marketing issues of the day.